Welcome back to On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham. Today, we want to give you high-level updates of many of our international responses around the world. If you're like me, you're overwhelmed and you're heartbroken watching the news. Earthquakes, flooding, wars, terror. It's paralyzing to hear of the pain and the sorrow that people are facing. And I know I often feel hopeless, not knowing how to help or what to do. In fact, today, I had to remind myself to lift my eyes off my circumstances because it's all too heavy. Psalm 121 says, I will lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber indeed. He who watches over Israel will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade and your right hand. And this is why Samaritan's Purse runs into the fire. We want to help lift people's eyes to our hope in the gospel. We run to the hurting to help them physically, but more importantly, to share the hope of the gospel. We boldly go in Jesus' name, and I wanted to take you behind the scenes to give you a glimpse in a few areas that we're giving physical aid, but more importantly, the hope of the gospel. I went into the command center of our projects department to get updates and information, and I was blown away at the way that they manage and lead our teams around the world. I'm sure you're wondering what and if we're doing anything in Israel and Palestinian areas. And we're going to share that at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for the entire conversation. Our President Franklin Graham recently put out a statement on our work that I want to read to you now. Here is his quote. As the fighting between Israel and Hamas intensifies, Samaritan's Purse is supporting churches and Christian partners in Israel as they reach out to civilians who have been impacted. Samaritan's Purse has a history of working in Palestinian areas and continues today. We are committed to doing what we can to help those in need and have officially offered the government of Israel emergency field hospitals along with medical personnel, supplies, and equipment. At this time, humanitarian access to Gaza is not possible, and the border is sealed. Our prayers are with those who are suffering in the midst of this war. As the news moves on from one disaster to the next, I want you to know that the church and our teams are still serving in difficult places. The trauma and impact remains long after the media stops covering the story. Aaron Ashoff is our Samaritan's Purse Deputy Director of International Projects, and he gave me updates of our work in Armenia, Morocco, Libya, and Israel. And of course, the work in Ukraine is constant. Our team and church partners are faithfully sharing the gospel and helping in physical, tangible ways to over 11 million people. They are risking their lives daily to share hope in this heartache. Here's the updates that Aaron gave me. Aaron, I know we've talked before, you know, we, we like to tell people, okay, here's what Samaritan's Purse can do. What do you need? And so we've done that all around the world. And I'm sitting here watching the command center, you know, the time zones in places that we're helping. Where yeah. in the world is Samaritan's Purse? I know we're all over, sure. but maybe give us a couple countries that have been in the headlines lately that people are concerned about. What are we doing? Yeah. September 28th, which seems so long ago. Two weeks ago, we decided we would uh, get active in Armenia. Uh, there was a conflict there in 2020 between Azerbaijan and Armenia that was never resolved. Mm -hmm. uh, Azerbaijan struck with lightning speed probably about three weeks ago and retook uh, this area called Nagorno-Karabakh. Mm -hmm. 
the first people we speak to is the church. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing the uh, the resilience and the, uh, I would say, the resolve of the church to respond. Uh, so we, we quickly connected with them in Armenia. Uh, we made offers to send two DC-8 flights. So we have um, sent one that arrived uh, Sunday. And the, the first one had 60,000 pounds of relief supplies. The unique thing about Armenia is uh, we're sending burn care teams. So this was uh, the, the highest need of the Ministry of Health of Armenia. There was an explosion in Nagorno-Karabakh, and over 200 severe burn cases came out. They were overwhelmed. Uh, so immediately we sent team members in, uh, some surgeons, anesthesiologists, burn nurses, physical therapists to do some uh, very intense surgeries. Uh, we're doing a handful of those today. I think at this point we've done 19 critical burn surgeries. And then uh, that's one line of effort. The second is the working with the evangelical church in Armenia to get out blankets, uh, solar lights or something they asked for, food, hot meals through churches. And uh, we're, we've also sent uh, therapeutic feeding for for any cases for um there's a long time that people weren't actually uh food wasn't getting thing supplies weren't getting into nagorno karabakh mm-hmm. for about nine months so we've sent over uh therapeutic feeding that could be used if it's needed so that's armenia in in a nutshell and i i've kind of i'm keep looking here what date is today mm-hmm. because uh it seems like that was a long time ago we did that it's only two weeks if you if you really the onset event for us the past month has been uh, incredible in terms of things in the world that have just happened a, a huge earthquake hit Morocco mm-hmm. September eighth mm-hmm. uh, we responded we sent in teams we're building over a thousand um, semi permanent shelters in a very remote part of Morocco that for hundreds of years there have been people that have been isolated the uh, the Amazigh people group. And it's amazing that finally we have access to work with uh, local believers there to help people in their country. Okay, three days later after the earthquake hit Morocco, floods hit Libya, devastating floods. Uh, 20,000 people swept out the sea when two dams broke from Storm Daniel that hit that country. Uh, We immediately went to connect with uh, partners in, in Egypt to mobilize Christians who would take aid in mm-hmm. and and help there. Uh, so we've been providing very similar blankets, food, hygiene kits to people whose houses were swept away there, and we continue to do that. So right now we're helping in Armenia, we're helping in uh, Libya through partners, we're helping uh, in Morocco, and then finally we've got Israel going on too. So it's been um, it's been a busy month. Mm-hmm. But um, we're we're running into it full, you know, full speed, and we've got great partners we're working with in each of those places. Thank you. I know that the the headlines can move on quickly, as you mentioned, because it's yeah. yeah, it's people have moved on from some of these horrific man-made and natural disasters, and now I think Israel's at the forefront. But people are still hurting and suffering, and we will stay as long as we're needed. Um, but to bolster the local church and to help bring the gospel and bring the hope in times of hurting. Yeah, helping. I I keep thinking we help in Jesus' name. It's such a simple idea, Mm -hmm. 
But if we kind of go unified around that, we're going to help anyone and we're going to help with other believers uh, in the, in the places we need to go. I just read Luke 21, you know, on kind of the, the end times, you know, and when wars and rumors of wars and when, when the hard comes and there was a verse that said, in your endurance, you will gain your life, you know, and I think it, we are suffering is all around us. I mean, you guys have walked amongst suffering in the world and it's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch how many lives are being destroyed right now. How has the Lord encouraged and sustained you as you've endured and watched suffering happen? Um, as soon as you said that, I thought of um, Israel. And when we asked our team lead to go yesterday, she said, it's an honor. Where I said, hey, is this a hardship? Can you, he's like, you're asking me to pack up everything now and go. And I said, yeah, that's what we're asking to do. And he just said, it's an honor. Like, I can't believe you guys would ask, send me. And I think that's, we heard our team lead in uh, Armenia say the same thing. It was uh, Isaiah 6. Send me, Lord. Here I am. So we have we have a team, a super a talented, committed team uh, under Ken's leadership that wants to go mm -hmm. and knows the price you could pay is high, mm -hmm. but we're willing to go. And and that's the that's the team we've got. They're they're working everywhere to mm -hmm. to do this kind of work. The situation in Israel, as you know, it's changing hour by hour, and so are the needs. So we will give updates as we get them from our work and our partners on the ground. But for now, we wanted to offer hope and ways to pray for the people in Israel. So, Aaron, you gave us a great update on many parts of the world. What we didn't talk about was Israel. And I think what you told us about were places that we have been working. We have established, you know, work, and we know, right. I mean, God is still guiding and, and directing. But Israel is fluid. It is changing every hour. In fact, we talked yesterday, hour. and yeah. updates were made. And so we can't give concrete, here's what we're doing. Yeah. But we have sent a team. We're praying. We're assessing. So tell me, what are you hearing from our church partners, and what is Samaritan's Purse hoping to do? Sure. Well, the the, the first people we connected with were— the, the evangelical church in Israel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we spoke with a number of their leaders uh, the day after the attacks occurred. So many were in shock. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the interesting thing is many of them, they, they're strong. Like they, they're in shock, but they're strong. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they have deep faith in God as this happens. And it, and it is the same thing we would do here. They're mobilizing their churches to help Mm -hmm. uh, they're they're helping by providing uh, food, clothing. It was interesting to me that they were pro they were asking for mattresses. Uh, there there are two groups of people moving around in Israel. There are people from the south who were attacked that are now moving out of there for the attack from the attacks, and then there are uh, this this was just really eye opening for me that many Christians are being called into service. They're reservists that are now going to go down and fight. So this is just what the church was sharing with us. That's what they're doing. And we, we're going we're gonna to help them out. One thing we heard from the church is they don't do emergency response. So they, they're talking to us and they're saying, well, we're, you know, it's chaotic. Uh, there's, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. But we're, no, we're going to stick together. We're going to help people out. Do you could could you help us with that? Hmm. So we we told them we'd send some uh, team members there who are, would be very helpful in that, and that that's what we're going to do there. We're we're going to go there to build up the capacity of 
local churches to help their communities, to help people affected by this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, secondly, we want to resource them. So we're going we're gonna to look at exactly what they're doing and get behind it. Uh, so that's the plan, and we're going for it. So we'll, uh, every day we're going to know more about what we actually do. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I thank God we have the opportunity to be there. I, I was going to just read a, a really quick snippet from a leader of a congregation, mm-hmm. actually a leader of many congregations who, when we said, hey, are you guys ready to go? How can we help you? Mm-hmm. And so he just messaged me yesterday morning and said, uh, in this moment, we grieve with our nation, but we hold hold on to the hope of Jesus. We're fervently praying for healing to come to our land. Mm-hmm. May God's boundless love encompass all of this land. Pray for the safe return of all those held hostage. Continue to pray for the salvation of the Jewish people. Shalom. Uh, to you and to Israel. So I've just been kind of praying through that. Mm-hmm. I've, le- I've let that guide my own prayers right now. But um, that, that's what's in our, in our minds and our hearts as we go out to help. Mm-hmm. So eventually we will give updates. But I think, and I, I share this verse all the time, you know, Proverbs 16, 9, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord oh, directs yeah. his yeah. steps. And that is what Samaritan's Purse does. And that's why we wanted to drop an episode quick. You know, while everyone's watching sure. the news, thinking, what are we doing? How can we pray? Mm-hmm. What can we do? And there's not a lot we can do right now because it's fluid. It's unfolding. Yeah. It's war. And as you mentioned, people, it's just, it, there's chaotics. But we're letting the Lord direct our sure. steps every well, minute. And and what I would add to that is the church is helping right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to meet with them now and and get behind it. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like in that sense, we're we're taking action with them. We, mm-hmm. we really are. And they're, the, it, it's so interesting to listen to them. They'll just say, hey, yeah, we, um, we just organized inside of this church to make a distribution point. Mm-hmm. Like we're gathering clothing. And, and exactly what we want to do is, is to coach them in that, to help them do it better, to help them kind of think through the whole problem set, and then, and then to see where we can get involved. And when you said they're not used to doing uh, disaster response, mm-hmm. I, you know, you, I guess you just don't think about that. But yeah. Samaritan's Purse, we do. And we can come in, yeah. I think, also, what, objectively, you know, yeah. kind of uh, not as, I mean, they're losing family, friends. I right. mean, they are so impacted. The trauma is so great. And they're trying to help while traumatized. Mm-hmm. So Samaritan's Purse, our team can come in of leadership, kind of help make decisions. Because when you're in trauma, I'm sure you've been in these situations, right. you can't think. Right. Yeah, and, and that's what we saw. I think um, I heard you ask the question, how are they feeling? How are they doing? Mm-hmm. And and in my mind, it was the, the word was shock. They're just in shock. They they didn't see this coming, uh, and they're under attack, and they're fighting back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all this is happening at once, and we're, um, we're talking to ministries, but they're ministries. Mm-hmm. These are churches. They're interested in the, the spiritual life of people. Mm-hmm. So for them to try to quickly change what they do, they need help with that. Mm-hmm. And, and for us, that that's we're in the zone when we're doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. So we um, we can help them frame the work. We can help them think through how to quickly get resources, how to um, get them into places that may be hard to get them into. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we're good at, and I I know that that's what we'll be doing for for mm-hmm. a while. And so people listening, I think, you know, just for 
Every day, I mean, for me, civilian, just every day in my own little world, I don't really know much about the culture, the context, how to pray, what to do, but Mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking. I mean, it it affects all of us. We are watching this unfold and the the terror and the evil, it's awful. So I guess my question is to you, being in that command center, you know even more details than most people do of what's happening and, and the pain and the trauma. And we we talked about Morocco and yeah. Libya and so many other places that have man, you know, natural disaster, then man-made. How do you surrender that to the Lord? Because I had to go to Psalm 121 today. Sure. You know, lift my eyes. You yeah. know, take myself out of this world to the Lord, to the maker of the heaven and the earth. Yeah. Um, and, and surrender that to him. Yeah. How do you guys do that? Is there a scripture you would encourage someone that is just paralyzed with fear and uncertainty? Sure. Well, Psalm 11 immediately comes to mind. And it's funny you mentioned Psalm 121, Mm -hmm. but for the past year, I've been reading the Psalms like I've never read them before. Mm -hmm. And I I was just like curious how, if you want to pray the way the Bible prays, where are you going to look? Like if you want to have the hopes that are biblical hopes, like where would you look? And I think David does that like Mm -hmm. better than anyone. And he was a warrior. He was hunted down to be killed, he made mistakes. We we can relate to many of these things, mm-hmm. but his hope was always in God. And that's where I always go back to. The, the thing that makes us different is that hope. It, it's a gospel hope, but it, it, it's hope right now for wherever you are, for whatever you've been through. And I said Psalm 11 because actually the it, it's about when when you're in fear, how do you have confidence in God? Or when you're anxious, how do you have confidence in God? And I think that's the name of the game for us. Mm. We, If we try to do it in our own strength, we get stressed out, frustrated. Um, but when we try to do it in God's strength and follow His way, it, it goes a lot better for us. Mm-hmm. And, and we, can, we can be renewed every day mm. when we hope in Christ. So that, that's what we try to do. Uh, we, we have this ultimate hope. We know Jesus is coming back. So we can keep working hard mm-hmm. until we can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we were good to go. And we, we talk about the gospel a lot here. We, we, we are a gospel-centered organization. Mm. That's why I work for Samaritan's mm-hmm. Purse. We're, I believe we're the only ones that stay just zeroed in on that. We want people to the ends of the earth to hear about their Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but again, for me, when when you're walking with the Lord, you're going to go back to Him mm-hmm. every day to draw strength. Um, we we try to make sure we're living it out in mm-hmm. the war room, um, and we keep 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 going, keep praying. We know people are praying for us. So if you're out there, pray for pray for us, pray for our teams. Uh, we we couldn't do it without the body of Christ supporting us. As Aaron said, please pray for our teams in the field. I was actually able to talk with one of our team leads, John Silkman, who is in Israel right now. I wanted to hear what he's seeing firsthand and how we can pray more specifically. Tell me, what is it like on the ground in Israel? And can you maybe just paint a picture for us of what you're seeing on the ground there? Well, it's very pensive on the ground, I would say. Uh, A lot of uh, people are in shock for what happened. Uh, The country is still functioning, however. Uh, It's not paralyzed. It's definitely... uh, you can feel the tension as uh, people are, are uh, getting mobilized. A lot of uh, people are being called up into their positions in the uh, Israel Defense Force. 
uh, and posturing for whatever comes next. And then the other people are helping to um, provide comfort and uh, assistance and care to the displaced persons that come from uh, near the Gaza area that were hit hardest from the attack on the 7th of October. Mm-hmm. Can you give some examples or maybe ways you've seen um, the Lord working in Israel in this hard time, maybe, or times where he has provided or answered prayers um, for your teams, even in these hard, dark days? Oh, absolutely. So these uh, pastors, we've, we've uh, talked to uh, several pastors so far, uh, at least uh, 20 pastors in the past uh, couple of days. Uh, and we've sat down with some in, in, uh, in some of the towns closer to, to uh, the Gaza Strip, and uh, they have uh, talked about the needs in their communities, and we've been able to provide uh, some funding uh, uh, to them, and they've immediately taken that funding out and helped to buy groceries for those that are most in need, uh, both in the congregation and their, in their community, uh, and, and then in some cases, uh, like today, we sat down with a, uh, a pastor from a congregation that is displaced from a, a little town called Sderot, uh that is very close to the uh, Gaza border that was hit very hard on the uh, first day of the attack. They've been displaced from there, and they're now up near Shurish, recovering, and uh, and they explained some of their stories and what's happened and really how their faith has really uh, helped them uh, get through all this with all the uncertainty and all the trauma that they've seen and, and to see them work together, uh, in that, uh, case and be able to, to provide food and groceries, uh, and sometimes fuel and, and, uh, other, uh, transportation measures to get other people from the South to safety in, in places further central and North. How have you been encouraged or how have maybe the church partners, is there any scripture you guys have been reading together? Because I think so many of us watching from afar, we're, we're just so discouraged and distraught. You know, so for people that are truly in the in the fire, I just want to know how the Lord is sustaining and what, what comfort is He giving you through His Word? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's very uh, apparent that uh, these uh, Christian communities are, are inspired by the Lord's Word and uh, it's uh, very unique to watch them uh, pray in, in Hebrew uh, to Yeshua. That's inspiring to hear. Uh, I just remember of John sixteen thirty three, uh, Jesus said that in this world you will find tribulation, uh, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Mm-hmm. I know I always go to that one for comfort because, yeah, we look at, at man will fail us, you know, and, and in this world we will, we will. And you have seen trouble all over the world. You've responded in multiple wars and disasters, um, and there is devastation and pain here. But take heart. I have overcome the world, gives such hope and comfort. Um, and so that's why we go um, to share that good news. So how can we be praying? Um, I mean, there's so many so many prayer needs, but maybe can you give us a couple that you are seeing need for as you're there on the ground? Uh, absolutely. I, I would say, uh, first and foremost, pray for um, those people that uh, have been traumatized in the attack, for those that have had uh, lost loved ones in the attack as well. Pray for the protection of people as, as these new phases of uh, the war materialize. Pray for open doors for Christ's love to spread uh, during this time of, of trial and uh, and that we we stay within uh, the Lord's will 
uh, in the center of the Lord's will as we move forward. And um, and I just personally, I'm just curious because I think it's it's hard to live in this tension. You know, as we just mentioned, in this world we will have trouble, but take heart. You know, I've overcome the world, and I think I even just parenting right now. You know how to live in that tension, you know, to to share with my kids what's happening, but yet let them live, you know, a, a normal childhood life. So I guess just, and you mentioned even there in Israel, I mean, life is going on, but yet there's that tension of what if, the unknown. So I guess just how are, how are you guys as a team and yeah, how are our church partners, how are you living in that tension? Um, because we don't want to hide and be fearful, you know, that you want to keep living. So what encouragement or I guess just, yeah, what can you give any details from that, from what you're observing? Uh, so living in the tension is, is really part of what we do. I mean, we come out in these uh, uh, responses where there is risk and we pray about the risk and we make sure we don't take any unreasonable risks, even though we know we're in a risky situation, to be able to find ways that we can help these Christian communities help themselves in these risky situations to, if we can, reduce the risk, to uh, save lives and reduce suffering where, where we can, uh, despite the risk. As I said, when I get overwhelmed with the chaos of the world, I have to stop and look up. Uh, as humans, we often look inward at our circumstances and we dwell on, on what's around us and it can get us anxious and depressed. But as Christians, as I read earlier, a hope doesn't come from man or this world. It's from the Lord. It's in Jesus Christ, and that's why we need to look up. Corey Ten Boom has a quote that I, I read often. It says, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. And I hope listening to this episode, again, the world is depressing. Uh, there is so much trauma and chaos and sorrow. Uh, but there is hope in the Lord. And that is why Samaritan's Purse goes into the fire, into the hard places to offer hope and healing. So I hope this helped you to pray um, and to be encouraged that the gospel is going out even in the midst of pain. Thank you so much for tuning in and God bless you.